0: The Cryptonaut Podcast is brought to you by Cryptid Crate. Visit CryptidCrate.com and at checkout, use our promo code GRAMPUS. That's G R A M P U S to get 10% off the entire life of your Cryptid Crate subscription. Cryptid Crate is a monthly subscription box filled with various cryptozoology and paranormal themed items to wear, display, and collect. Each month, you can expect a carefully curated box filled with cryptastic pieces from indie makers and artisans pertaining to Bigfoot, Sasquatch, UFOs, ghosts, and other cryptid and mysterious creatures. So again, at checkout, our promo code is GRAMPUS, that's G-R-A-M-P-U-S, and that is going to get you 10% off the entire life of your Cryptid Crate subscription. The holiday sales are continuing. Uh, Thank you to everyone that purchased something at our T Public shop. It means the world to us and it helps this uh, show out financially. So thank you all very much. But the sales will continue. So currently there is a sale happening. I believe it is the 30% off all apparel. Um, But coming up, I believe the dates are going to be December 18th to the 31st. Check out the socials. We're going to be launching a discount code. Uh so after the sales are discontinued, uh T Public has offered us a discount code to you to give to you our good listeners. So uh be sure to check that out that way. When y'all get your Christmas money, when you when when mama gives you your Christmas money, you can be like, Hey, I'm gonna take my Christmas money and I'm gonna go buy something awesome over at the T public shop for Kryptonaut. And uh the code for that is going to be hell or space. But again, uh, check out the socials. We're going to put up one that uh, is going to go live for the exact date. So uh, so check that out. Um, also, too, Nick Littlefield at I Love Pixels on uh, Instagram. Don't forget, he has a promo code going as well over at his Etsy shop. He has the giant space brains of Palos Verdes. He has the really cool um, Squatch series with the bloody Yeti uh, and the alien Yeti, both of which I own those. They're pretty dope. Uh, also, too, he has the Space Penguins of Tuscumbia. So you can get all those super cool cryptid toys over there at Nick's shop and be sure to use the promo code Hammerpants to get 20% off your order. So yeah, thank you all very much to, uh, you know, all of you out there that make purchases through our sponsors with the promo codes. Uh, again, you know, that helps us out greatly and we honestly, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. It's, uh, it's great to see people supporting the show and it, uh, you know, just means the world to us. Oh, and before I forget, we have koozies for sale check out our big cartel shop the link will be in the description of this podcast get yourself a koozie to keep your beers cold and without further ado christopher q that creepy music To our podcast I'm Mark Storrs And with me as always is I'm Chris garnett And Rob Murphy. Thank you for joining us As always The social media Is the Instagram The Twitter The Facebook All Find All three. on there Is there more? Jeez, mm, No those What about our friendster oh, Account Are we doing yeah, well? Um, our MySpace sad. Sadly, our MySpace and Friendster got shut down. but our, maybe.
1: How about our LinkedIn?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> maybe we'll do a LinkedIn. I mean, people still do that. I don't know why. No idea. But you know what? We're on those socials, so follow us. Uh, be sure to re- leave us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast and the iTunes apps. Helps us out greatly. We got some stuff for sale, guys. Yeah, we do. Our good listener, Laura Cram, her uh, her husband, Dave, printed up some koozies for us. Which we are enjoying
1: as, are as we speak. You probably can't hear us lift our beers because the koozies are insulating and soundproofing.
0: Because that's what they're
2: made for. Set ales. Soundproofing, right, Mark?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, Chris. Koozies are made for soundproofing and or keeping your and, hand and from In comfort.
1: Yeah, <laughs> nobody ever needed to explain to Mark the purpose of a koozie. We're just going <laughs> to leave it at that.
0: I might in, ingest things that affect my short term memory. Okay. Fair enough. So the, let's just leave it at that. Okay. But listen, I got this koozie and I like it. And you know what? They're cool. You can buy one. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can do that at our big cartel shop. The link for that will be in the description of this podcast. So be sure to check that out. Also, two, just uh, two days ago, we launched the brand new Hell or Space t shirt in Doobadilly, which is the Alien Baphomet. You got to love it. And it too is.
1: Two great tastes that taste great together. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it is only available on light colored t-shirts, which is something you marvel at. I love it because
2: as a
1: graphic a designer, you've got <laughs> yeah. he's got literally he's been tent pulling non-stop <laughs> about the fact yeah. that like this I is on light be Like I got We're going to put
2: it on like pastels. I'm like <laughs> okay. It's not on a black tee, Rob. I'm like that's Can you fine. Believe <laughs> it. Yellow, light blue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: I know those colors exist,
2: <laughs> uh, so sure
1: But we are trying to share in Mark's
0: excitement over this. I am a as a designer of sorts, I also, uh, the actual garment design, I, I'm a nerd for that. And I like it when you're like, you know what, we're doing these just on a certain color type, and it's not available on anything else.
1: I don't know why. You like to be told what to wear, when to wear it. I just like to, you know, what say on undies you should be slapping on. Well, no. also,
0: too, the reason for the, the light colored garment is because all of our other t shirts are all strictly black. That's yeah. like, true. The Black Shirt T shirt club. That's, so. that's fair a little diversity is a nice thing so uh, and we were talking maybe at some point we'll release like a limited edition like we'll sell it for like three days only like the black on black blacker than black t-shirt with like you know black garment with
1: black uh, ink on it so it it's seems like, like reflective like, like you're just yeah, being yeah. a douche for douche's sake but on the other hand it's kind of cool we, maybe we'll put it up for a couple of the days. The impenetrable, yeah. unseeable t-shirt. Yeah. That is available on our Tee Public
0: shop and the link for that will also be in the description of this podcast. So yeah, there you have it.
1: Let's get started. You guys excited for this? I've been so fucking excited hey. for this one. Like literally before we started this podcast, it was one of my fucking favorite accounts. And as soon as we started it, I was just listing the things that we had to do eventually. And this made the first short list. Uh, and so the fact that I finally got around to writing this fuck sucking article and and it's not up on the website yet, it, it's going to be, you know, run through for the first time here. Uh, I am super, absolutely super duper stoked about this one.
0: All right, let's get started with these Cisco Grove entities. In the waning days of the summer of 1964, a bow hunter got separated from his party and became lost in a vast tract of northern California forest. But as nerve-wracking as the prospect of spending the night alone with only a bow and a few arrows for protection must have been, it would be nothing compared to the unrelenting carousel of terror that would confront him on his night-long
1: vigil. Unrelenting carousel of terror worst ride ever just the just blows nails on the seat
0: i was gonna say i don't know that's probably the
1: best see see i don't know no, about if you that. mean like actual terror then... i need terror to relent occasionally when terror is unrelenting then it's just yeah. too much for me i can't take like it if it was a haunted house intermittent, that'd be great occasional terror <laughs> spiced with suspense and then maybe lubricated yeah. with a few laughs that's what i need but I'm I, i'm a gentle soul like that unrelenting no All right, well, let's lubricate ourselves with some laughter, Robert, and let's get started. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) On the morning of Friday, September 4th, 1964, 26-year-old Donald Shrum almost certainly considered himself to be a lucky man. He was happily married with a secure career as a missile defense contractor for the United States military and a comfortable home that he shared with his wife Judy and young daughter Donna in the beautiful suburb of Orangevale, Sacramento. And if anyone who, you know, doesn't know... Orangevale, Sacramento. Um, It's up. Okay. Just a beautiful place. To top it off, a pair of coworkers had invited Don to spend a day indulging in one of his favorite pastimes, bow hunting for deer. His work buddies decided to sweeten the deal by offering to take their comrade into the gorgeous Cisco Grove region of Tahoe National Park, which was about 70 miles northwest up Route 40 in Placer County, California. It was an area that Don was unfamiliar with, but being an avid outdoorsman, he had heard much about the region's crystal blue lakes, picturesque peaks, and pristine swaths of wildlife-filled forest. It's just, it's just a that natural is beauty. Picturesque. It, Sounds wholesome. And 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 so it is, at first. <laughs> 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 the, the, just to be sure, this is pre Carousel of Terror. This is pre Carousel okay, of Terror. Well, have sure. you heard anything about a Carousel of no. Terror yet? This this, this is like a child's roller coaster of mild amusement. And, uh, and you know what? Anticipatory glee, even. Okay. Yeah. This is like we're going going to Ithaca.
2: You're looking. There's water. There's oh, yeah. lakes. Beautiful water there's awesomeness. Falls,
1: great curry.
0: And you're like, I'm going to have a good time. I can't wait. <laughs> That's where we are right now. <laughs> but then what happens and you say is it in that voice you too. take the carousel of terror off the table, and guess what happens?
2: Fucksville. You didn't take it off. You just didn't expect it, it would be even
0: beyond the table. Always
2: keep and it on the table. No
1: one, no one sees it coming. Always no one it. gets on the unrelenting carousel of terror intentionally. <laughs> I mean, some people do. Continue, Robert. For Don, the prospect of spending the better portion of his Labor Day weekend in this pastoral paradise was like a dream come true. Little could he imagine that by nightfall, this dream would devolve into a waking nightmare. Oh, here we go. Carousel. You dropped the bread. That's just the beginning. (laughs) 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 On the day in question, the men arrived at the Loch Levin Lakes area of Cisco Grove bright and early and wasted no time in unpacking their gear and setting up camp. With the sun still low on the eastern horizon, the hunters grabbed their backpacks, canteens, and bows and arrows and set out into the woods. Although Don had never been to Cisco Grove, the seasoned sportsman knew his way around the Timberland. Nevertheless, as the day wore on, he found himself separated from his companions as he forged deeper and deeper into the ravines and shadow shrouded expanses of the forest in search of wild game. That's where it goes wrong. Separation from friends, first step. You're not on a carousel yeah, that's, terror yet. No, but nope. it's, but you're you're in line to buy a ticket. Just saying. You're in front of the ride. You're as getting ready the to take sun the began to dip towards the horizon, Don decided to make the trek back to his friends and the waiting warmth of a campfire. It was then, as one cluster of trees began to merge with another, and all of the landmarks he'd made note of seemed to vanish, that Don began to realize that, as if he had stumbled into an extract from a Grimm Brothers fairy tale, he was literally lost in the woods. 64, you don't want to be lost in the Come woods. On, dude, there where's a no... Compass? 93. I don't want to be lost in the woods. <laughs> 20, 22. I do not want to be lost in the woods. I never want to be lost in the fucking woods. Well, I have an iPhone, so I'm not going to get lost in the woods. Yeah, well, GPS can't save you from everything, buddy. Let's test that Except out. Except maybe being lost in the woods. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. After wandering for a bit, Don found himself on a ridge that he vaguely recognized. He made his way along the edge of the ridge, confident that it would lead him back to his buddies and a cold beer, when he suddenly realized that he was standing on the precipice of a sheer cliff. Mm. Recognize the ridge? can't Uh fly constant problem Ah, pink floyd learning to fly video all
0: over again
1: (laughs) every day every day frustrated by his predicament the solitary hunter knew that he would have to backtrack in order to safely make his way off the ledge he also knew that the sun had all but vanished and that he would be forced to make the potentially treacherous descent without the aid of a flashlight almost more embarrassed than concerned don cautiously started back the way he had come with the last hint of dusky light coming to his aid, Don found himself in a yawning canyon near a granite outcropping surrounded by a handful of scraggly-looking pine trees and manzanita bushes. My favorite. Lovely manzanita bushes.
0: Good call. Good. You know what? That is good research. Thank you. On your part. Thank, Thank no, you. No, you know what? Thank you.
1: Thank you, Tahoe National Park. Thank you for being a friend. For having a website and telling me what's there. Before he could get his bearings, the hunter suddenly heard the distinct thrashing sounds of something bulky moving through the brush. Don instantly realized that the only creature large enough to make that kind of racket had to be a bear. Mm. A cocksucking bear. Yeah. it had to be. Well, in that region, I guess. I'm going to trust Don on this one. <laughs> He's had the outdoorsman here, not me. In my estimation, it could have been a moose, it could have been I think four it was- elk. Could have been three chipmunks. I don't know what makes thrashing noises. Probably still something that you
0: don't want to necessarily run into when you're lost in the woods. You don't want to come face to face with an elk and deal with that type of uh, you know, champion of the woods. Well, you here want to do is where
1: you and Donald Trump are alike. Okay. He also knew that he did not want to get into a one-on-one confrontation with this potentially ravenous alpha predator with only a bow and some arrows for protection. There you go. Knowing that his life might well depend on making a quick escape, Don's eyes darted from tree to tree, finally settling on one of the hardier specimens within running distance. The tree was almost 30 feet high and wide enough at the base that he was unable to enclose it in his arms. But what Don found most appealing about the tree was the fact that it was completely bereft of branches up to a height of 12 feet with just a few sparse yet sturdy limbs above that point. So basically we're talking a shitty kind of ragged pine tree Based on the illustrations I've seen, most of the needles are worn off. So don't think of like a dense like super right. Christmas tree here. Just a shitty kind of pine tree that uh obviously is thick enough around at the base that he couldn't get his arms around it, but twelve feet of pure trunk mm-hmm. and then just some limbs sticking out. This is a good climbing tree. It's a well, it's a good escaping tree. Right. a difficult climbing tree. Yeah. I think that's why he gotta gravitated use, towards it. Gotta use your belt. Well. You've got to use the strength of one Donald Trump. That's true. And and, 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 a the, and the terror of, a, I guess, the imminent thrashing of a bear, maybe. Climb that tree, dude. With a surge of adrenaline, Don managed to scramble up the trunk. He perched himself on the first grouping of branches in an effort to catch his breath and to try to catch sight of the nocturnal marauder moving in the moonlight. But none came forth. I want to give you extra points, Robert, for nocturnal marauder. Thank you. That might be the name
0: of my next side project that I will propose to Chris. Wonderful. Excellent. Thank you very much. Let me know. Very
1: well. (laughs) Continue. After some minutes elapsed, Don assured himself that the bear must have left the area and he clambered down the tree. Trying to remember all of the safety and survival protocols that had been instilled in him over the years, he decided to build three small signal fires before returning to the safety of the branches above. Don was hoping that the pattern of flames would attract the attention of park rangers or other campers. There is no way he could have anticipated that his simple signal fires would actually entice something altogether more malevolent. Again, foreshadowing mm. accidental spell signal.
0: It's going <laughs> to oh, signal no, the, the forest spell carousel of terror. Literally, is a carousel of terror ha, rolling burp, through burp, the woods. Why? Why am I hearing <laughs> this? This <laughs> is <just> the worst. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> and all <of> a
2: sudden, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: just a hell carousel comes for you like fuck no where's carousel or best ever
1: oh Oh. as darkness settled over the boulders trees and scrub of cisco grove it's likely that don was cursing his luck under his breath a chilly night hungry and alone in the crotch of a tree are few people's notion of a night well spent deciding to make the best of it he found a comfortable nook wherein he could see if anyone was approaching yet remain relatively secure if he happened to fall asleep Things you have to be aware of when you're fucking well, stuck in a sure. tree. Sure. Yeah, when you're up a tree. It was then that the lonely hunter spied a white light weaving through the trees in the distance. At first Don thought it was his friend searching for him with a lantern, but when he saw the light careen over a far-off tree, he rationalized that what he was seeing must be a search and rescue helicopter flying at extremely low altitude. So he's probably getting super excited, like, thank God. Yeah. I'm in this fucking tree. And this is like this is a with clearly a pre-drone. Tech era, so it's like, oh, my friends are coming. Oh, my friends can't jump over trees. A helicopter flying very, very low in the trees. (laughs) Yeah, they normally don't do that. They don't stay low in the hot trees that are in the way. Not even in like an old Hong Kong action film with Jackie Chan dangling for his Mm -hmm. life. Have I seen a helicopter just barely go over a tree? But you know what? Don's, Don's lonely and scared, and he's just waiting for some help. Just looking for anything to grab onto. Absolutely. Ecstatic at the prospect of being rescued, Don jumped up on the branch and ignited a signal flare, which he began to wave above his head. Abruptly, the zigzagging white light stopped what seemed to be its search grid and began to streak directly toward the joyously screaming Hunter.
0: Maybe not what you want. Or, you, or you maybe think exactly so, what you want. But if you notice Ooh. it's moving in a weird pattern, you're going to be like,
1: oh, shit balls. At this point, Don's just convinced right. it's rescue. Okay. But I think we all, I think like, How we far is this away?
2: Like, he doesn't hear a chopper noise? He just sees a white light and it's, it's like... It's got to be a chopper.
1: It must be far enough dude. away that its silence is not a hint. It's going to be pretty far away. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, let's let's see what he found. As suddenly as it started soaring toward him, the light unexpectedly stopped about 150 feet away. This is the first time we get an actual designation of the space and began to hover in complete silence. From this closer perspective, Don realized that he was not looking at a helicopter or anything else he had ever seen before. He also noticed that the light was smaller than it had appeared in the distance and was surrounded by two or three darker objects, which hovered at a synchronized distance from it. Not knowing what else to do, Don dropped his flare and huddled closer to the tree. So you got a bright light, right. dark things floating around uh, it, equidistant, it's about 150 feet away, you're concerned. And you called it over with your signal flare gun. Well, he was hoping for the best.
0: All right, well, here we go.
1: The lighted object, clearly under intelligent control and seemingly intrigued by the hunter, made a slow circle around the tree. Suddenly, an immense flash seemed to explode from the light as two of the dark objects plummeted to the ground not far away. It was then that Don noticed what he referred to as a dome-shaped affair. That's a classic old-timey what? line. What? It was a dome-shaped, dome-shaped affair, affair. Yeah. just on the
0: horizon. <laughs> oh, Mildred. That's an odd. On... Bring me the it dome-shaped is. affair. The
1: jello ball. Thank you. So this dome-shaped affair was hovering just above the ground, less than 1,500 feet from where he was perched. So this thing's closer. Shit's falling off nearby. But then in the distance, maybe due to the flash of light illuminating the area around. Because you got to remember, the where he's at in this canyon isn't as is densely forested. It's more like scrub brush, granite outcroppings, rocks. Mm-hmm. And so the woods are kind of uh, up the cliff and, and around right. him at a distance. So in a, at the distance of about, like, say, 1,500 feet, all of a sudden, in this flash of light, he sees a dome shape affair. All right. While other lights and, and plummeting dark things are closer to him within, you know, the more nearby trees. So it's weird. Okay. It's a confluence of upfuckery, and he has to deal with this. You're not alone, basically. No. At this point, Don began to wonder whether the newspaper accounts of UFOs he had once so readily scoffed might not be true after all. Mm. It's an eye opener.
0: What happens? You talk shit. Mm-hmm. Don't talk shit. No, because um. if there's one thing
1: that's absolutely true in this universe, it's irony. Mm-hmm. You will always yeah. get. Fucked, you'll be hoisted on your own petard. Yeah. Your hubris will be your undoing. You will give yourself enough rope to hang yourself with right there, my friend. Before he could discern any more details on the floating dome, Don's attention was suddenly snared by another mighty rustling in the nearby Manzanita bush. At first, he assumed that the bear had returned, but within seconds, he saw a bipedal figure emerge from the scrub. The entity was approximately five and a half feet tall and clad head to toe in a silvery material that was wrinkled at the joints, but smooth everywhere else. So basically elbows and knees. You got some wrinkles otherwise smooth as shit. Okay. The entity did not appear to have a neck and the one piece suit went straight up over its head with a rounded opening for its face. Don was unsure if the thing were wearing goggles or if it's rounded eyes were bulging out of its skull. So... Basically, he describes these eyes as sticking out so unnaturally far that they were either like really serious fucking goggles or really weird orbital sockets. Sort of like, um, who's the tri eye dude from fucking Return of the Jedi? One of my favorite action figures, but I forget his name. He was in Jabba's fucking chamber. Yeah, isn't it Reese or something like that? I'm just going to trust you. R-E-Y-E-S. But you remember how he had those eyes that fucking jotted up? Yeah, totally, yeah. This is what I'm thinking. Okay, cool. Google your own Star Wars
0: figures. (laughs) Yeah. He's no goddamn Dengar, I'll tell you that. No, wait, yeah. Star Wars Black Series Dengar's figure, yeah. Who got it? Me.
1: We're so happy for you. That's right.
0: 1999 Amazon.com stalked it for two hours. Continue, Robert. Thank you.
1: Fuck. (laughs) Don was also unable to discern if the shadowy creature was wearing a breathing apparatus or simply bore strikingly inhuman features. But the thing is, and, and, and you can see this in the illustrations, the silver suit was collecting most of the moonlight. Mm-hmm. So it looked like a really dark circle. And within that circle, it could have been either like some sort of, like I said, breathing apparatus mm-hmm. and goggles. So some sort of mask that allowed them to function here, saying if they're aliens or some something else, or maybe like super advanced hazmat suits, or just a really fucked up face. It, it sounds to me kind of like, yeah. a, almost like a containment suit. A lot of people sure have does. assumed that. Yeah. Okay. And that's not... Incorrect. In fact, when I did my illustration, of course I did an illustration of this, I chose that route. Right. Right. That's what it sounds like. But but some people, you know, think, and and, and even some of Don's own reporting indicates that it might have been biological features. Okay. Creepy. The being took no notice of Don and appeared to be inspecting the plants. It was then that the hunter noticed an identical humanoid figure approaching from the opposite direction. The odd entities began to communicate with one another, utilizing cooing noises not dissimilar to the calls of an owl. This is the
0: pre-line for the line of the Carousel of Terror, when you see these two fucking things show up, and then, they're not talking, oh no, they're making bird noises to yeah. communicate. Yeah, this is not good. They give a hoot. This is really nice. They also good. don't
1: pollute. <laughs> I, or do they? <laughs> or they pollute, yeah, with, with human blood. Oh, my God. All right. The thing that fucking gets me is that one of the things I love about this story is you can't help but to put yourself in good old Donnie Shrum's place. Because you're in a tree. So you're you're in a tree. You're about 12 feet up because he's at the first grouping of branches. High enough up so that you're, you know, over their heads. You know, you're about six and a half feet higher than them. And they're not noticing you. And you have to be praying at this point. It always remains that way. Yeah. Like whatever the fuck this is, find your plans. Do the things you're doing. I just saw a domed yep. affair in the distance, a weird yep. lighted thing. Are you the two dark entities that drop from the glowing ball? That's or are you just random fucking creatures? What are you? What I was thinking
0: you? is it? It's almost like they had like some sort of like hover bike, possibly, and they would kind of scan the area, and then they whatever came. They saw the flare and they came down. Like off of it. Like little scout
1: things. Yeah, it's a very oh, distinct a possibility. Scout ship. I have to know. I can't really get a
2: grip on how big the light actually was. Like I can't see it. it Right. In my mind, yeah. you know what I mean.
1: Well, maybe it's just has like a headlight. Maybe, and maybe it was. Maybe it was yeah. just a bright light on a larger, darker object. I think got some cool alien. Hover well, that's what bike, it sounded like know? first.
2: I just assumed it was part of everything. Was one thing. And I then mean, I'm two kind of are,
0: that they've got like you know like scout bikes from like Star Wars. <laughs> <Can they> just <laughs> you just assume it it's a, a bike. Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Sure. What if they actually are balls? They just They got little floaty balls. Could well, be. there's always like the what the Foo Fighters in World War Two and all that. There's no reason to just presume just because our physics doesn't allow for it that right. I guess five foot five entities can't travel in well-lit balls and then yeah. resume full size when they need to and honey, I shrunk the kids for fucking variety. I mean, yeah. we, don't, we don't know their We don't know their limitations. I am open to the possibility of traveling in balls. Yeah. Ha! Or if they're bird people, they're pretty light. Didn't we all once? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. If they have hollow bones, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, there if, you go. they don't really need it all to All right, hover. so we got some cooing... We got got some cooing. cooing. Yep, we got some cooing and hooting and whatnot. Okay. Dumbfounded by what he was witnessing, Don's confusion was quickly replaced by panic as the twin creatures suddenly took notice of the tree-bound observer. You Mm. knew it had to happen.
0: why? They looked looked up and they're like, oh. The fuck are you? Who do you who, motherfucker?
1: Ha! Who do you who? The beings crept toward the base of the tree, all the while gazing up at the stranded hunter with menacing round eyes. And that's a quote he actually okay the beings began to push uh, at the trunk excuse me the beings began to push at the trunk of the pine with their unnaturally long glove clad fingers but found it to be immobile maybe they just don't know how trees work on earth
0: oh, they got weird fingers
1: they got long weird it's gross grubby fingers it's nasty they then stepped back and continued to stare in ominous silence suddenly through the trees Coming from the general direction of the hovering dome came a series of crashing sounds and a dull hum like the drone of a generator. Don's gaze quickly moved from the silently staring creatures below to a boxy, vaguely humanoid shape crashing through the underbrush and taking heavy, bramble-crunching steps like a miniature King Kong. The inflexible figure was silhouetted in the moonlight save for a pair of circular eyes set into a squarish head that burned bright orange in the darkness. So it's just getting fucking weirder.
0: This is like a third party intervention. Absolutely.
1: Oh no. The third entity, foreshadowing by Mark Storrs, stopped next to the silvery beings at the base of the tree. It was iron gray in color, had no discernible neck, and when it opened its mouth, its entire lower jaw dropped down, creating a perfectly rectangular space the same width as its head. Don could not help but to compare this thing to a science fiction robot. Mm. So that's his first instinct. A crashing, like a rock 'em sock'em, real life metal. It's it, in it's fact a- the illustrations you see of this thing, it looks basically like a cross between first generation Iron Man, you know, straight out of the cave yeah. Iron Man and uh, and the Iron Giant, Brad Bird's Iron Giant without the head fucking foo foo at the top. Right, yeah. It really has the round eyes, the, the hinged jaw, the whole it fucking could, nine yards. Typical, like a prototypical robot. Like, basically. Well, A, a generic yeah. 50s comic book robot. Totally, But apparently super high tech and from this UFO. Don would later express his belief that the big eyed silver creatures were biological in nature and that the orange eyed contraption was likely an automaton that served at their beck and call. But whatever the true nature of their relationship may have been, one thing became abundantly clear, and that was that these entities were, for reasons unknown, hell-bent on getting the evermore dismayed Donald Shrum out of that tree. Ah, oh, and you got three of them. You got two weird little dudes speaking owl, mm-hmm. and then you got this giant robot that shows up. Just no kind of party. Ah, oh, man. Mm. The second effort made by the Silver Men to capture the hunter following the fruitless shaking of the tree would almost be comical were it not so terrifying. Don claimed that the hulking robot stood stock still while the twin beings attempted to boost one another up the limbless trunk to no avail. They would simply tumble to the ground and try again. He surmised, this is a wonderful, this is a wonderful encapsulation, that they simply did not know how to climb a tree.
0: So. you know
1: dumb fucking aliens Are they,
0: doing the whole, they like,
1: don't know tree tech
0: like put your foot in my hand I'll boost you up or let like the one guy like gets on yeah, all fours another guy goes just get on his
1: back and he's like I can't reach you can't help but to think of some fucking three stooges antics yeah, put it on yeah, the with because the fuck and first off like how do you not you're two yeah. five foot five things you've got well apparently you've got super long fingers and the ability to fucking communicate with owls why can't you just push one up high enough to grab a limb Well, if, if, I mean, if, if they're five five right Give or take. I mean, he's making an estimation What's from you, a purchase. in You have your,
0: your robot there, like, use, you know, utilize the robot, But like, hey, you know, pick us up. Fair enough. There you go.
2: Or the things they drop down in, if that they indeed yeah. drop down in them. There you them. go. They're, they're scalpelers. What's the yeah. other thing doing? Is it still flowing there still?
1: Yeah, why can't you control the lighted thing Wait. to come and buzz Sp- him out of the yeah. tree? Yeah. Despite their lack of success, Don scaled ever higher in an effort to put as much distance between himself and these potential abductors as possible. Frightened as he was, Don decided that he simply could not wait for these things to figure out a way to come up and get him. So, in an attempt to deter their efforts, he set one of the three arrows he had left onto a string and let fly. Let loose the arrows. Uh, The arrow found its mark, igniting a flurry of sparks as it struck the mechanical man's metal chest. The robot was knocked back on impact, but quickly resumed its position. Perhaps feeling that he was gaining the upper hand, Don fired his final two arrows. Don's my kind of guy. I don't know if I I, I agree Mm. with that judgment. If you have three arrows, you hit the robot with one, kicks up some sparks, and he gets knocked back a foot, but then is still okay. You, You have to save those arrows, in my mind, for... I don't know, a real emergency. Yeah, save one for yourself. Ha! If they grab
0: you, you can't be going out like that. Could you that. imagine? You use your toes. You gotta, gotta use you your toes you you use your like to right in the ball. eye. Yeah, you just put it right in your Maybe they're saving <laughs> him from a
2: fucking deadly tree that he's in.
0: They don't know about That's true. Could be. It could have been a carnivorous. The only thing I would say is if, you, plan. if you are gonna launch an arrow, yeah. don't go for what you think is the robot. Go for what you think might be biological. That kind of makes more sense too. Because if. It'd be like if you're going to nook your arrow and you're ready to go, you're, you see a car or you see like a fleshy animal. Go for the fleshy animal. Yeah, but animal. he
2: already saw them attempt to get him and knew they weren't making it up. If right. you see the devastating thing in the back yeah. that's lumbering toward you. you that's if you think
0: it's a robot, though, I mean, you're not going to be able to do anything with it. In how do you do it? How do you know? I mean, I hit a gun.
1: Maybe, maybe he what wasn't your 100%
2: sure? with arrows and robots uh, and how it affects you know, you know what? That is a good point. Like until None. until
1: the tip of the arrow kicked up sparks, maybe he was just thinking it's just a really thick set alien dude. Maybe he wasn't 100% sure it was a robot until it went right. and the metal and the fucking Or you got to do one sparks. of those
0: trick shots where you get it like in the mouth. Or the eye.
1: Yeah. Blind the
0: robot. Exactly. Well, I
2: figure if he hit it in the chest and that's where he wanted to hit it, he probably could have hit it somewhere else. Yeah. If go. any of this is even true. I would say go for them. <laughs> Regardless go for the flesh, of
1: what yeah. we would have coached him to do, and clearly we have a lot of different ideas, he aimed all of them at the automaton.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> all of them hit his target, so at least he's got aim going for him, moving it off its mark, but none managed to do any real damage. The silver beings dispersed when the arrows were fired, but always returned to the tree. So now he's arrow-free in Ninety-three, actually sixty-four. <laughs> Six, yeah, and uh, and he has to deal with the exact same situation. So as he's
0: hitting this thing with an arrow, the, uh, these these uh, these little these dudes are bailing. They're like they're like scared. They're oh, like, they're shattering. They're running. Yeah, they're like the fuck. See, Yamba's got to fake them out, man. You gotta you gotta line up like like you're gonna hit the robot, and then as they're running. Pow! Right in the old ass. There you go. Boom. Take one out. Look, why
2: didn't he even try to? Like, I guess I, he heard a noise and it just assumed he, they were speaking pigeon or whatever. Which <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> know why you <laughs> would. Why <laughs> would you not want to communicate? At least try to talk to these things. I mean, I don't know. Look, like, I, like I I I'm afraid. assuming you're just scared. I really, I really show up, but
1: you—you'd still. Want, why would you not? Like, right? You know, it's funny because you know I've read through uh, some of the reports that were written at the time. And ones that were written some years later. And I know a book has finally come out. And 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 I've never seen where, I'll admit I have not read the book. I've gone through all the other files, but I wanted to get this out to you guys. So maybe we'll have to update it at some point. But I've never heard of him shouting down going, who the fuck are you guys? Right. What do you want? Yeah. Don't hurt me. I'm just a dude. Can you help me out? He might well have done all of those things, mm-hmm. but I have never, ever read in any of the reports mm-hmm. I've read okay. that he did that. Right. All right. So I'm just stuck reporting what I' know. OK? And now I know he's out of fucking arrows. Fire arrows and ask questions later. Fair enough. Worse led by. Despite the arrows ineffectiveness at destroying a giant fucking robot from space no shit, Sherlock <laughs> the assault did seem to put a damper on the silverman's enthusiasm for climbing Don's tree. It was then that these bug-eyed or goggle-clad entities decided on a different tact. With a series of bird-like sounds, the beings apparently ordered the robot forward. The metal man stepped toward the tree, unlocked its huge hinged jaw, and released a plume of noxious white smoke that wafted skyward. Skyward, excuse me, toward the hunter.
0: It has bio. It has. It has gas weapons. It apparently has gas weapons.
1: Wow. Yeah, I'm beginning to think this is something else. (laughs) All right. I'm getting to
2: think this guy's just on a badass ass trip. All this right, well,
0: let's, 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 let's save that.
2: Hold on. <laughs> Within well, seconds,
1: Don became lightheaded. He clung to the tree as he felt himself start to lose consciousness. A moment later, he came to. It was only sheer dumb luck and the sturdiness of the limb he had chosen to rest on that had prevented him from falling into the clutches of the creatures below. Nauseous and utterly terrified, Don climbed even higher to a point where the tree tapered to just four inches in diameter. Mm. So he's got to be pretty high fucking up from I can't wrap my arms around you to four inches. Yeah, just a weens. Yeah. Once there, he sagely used his belt to secure himself directly to the tree. He prayed that if he lost consciousness again, the thin leather strap would be enough to keep him aloft. Don then pulled off his hunting cap Ignited it with a match and dropped it down on the alien interlopers below Owing to the superfluity of hair oil. It was 1964 after all <laughs> The cap erupted like a Molotov cocktail sending the silver men scattering
0: It's actually a, it's kind of in that's kind of ingenious where you're like I'm gonna take I I'm got gonna, vitalis
1: as fuck I'm just gonna my cap. Cap.
0: Get my hat off light on fire and drop it on them to get them to get the hell out of there It's actually good. You know what he's yeah He's living uh, and it like
2: exploded like a Molotov
0: well, well, I'm exaggerating. The, yeah. Clearly. Or just a, burning hat, hat like a, gr- <laughs> of a burning hat fell to the It a whiskey bottle full of fucking A burning hat fell. Chris literally locked eyes and was like, it exploded like right, a I Molotov can we, cocktail. Can we, can, we go with, can we go in between? <laughs> a burning piece of
2: clothing just fell. they not a Molotov cocktail. And, and they
1: colch- <laughs> <frame> <laughs> it. Uh, uh. <laughs> My God, did you see that? <laughs> but it's more than your average beanie, goddamn. <laughs> okay. Oh man, it's an oil-soaked hat. Oh Jesus! Can we funny. fucking just agree to meet in the oh, middle? Oh,
0: I love it. No, Chris is not meeting in the middle at all.
1: <laughs> You're He's not Chris. Like, I'm, I'm meeting in, in the, the middle? middle.
0: Goddamn, I'm agent. there. Chris uh, decides where he wants to meet. First of all, I'm both no. Your agents, I just if, so. you
2: used, if you used Molotov in a thing, you picture oh, the no. explosion. You and have goes, unleashed.
0: Chris and his cage. As if this I mean, is the
1: first time I have
0: ever been hyperbolic
1: I am yeah I'm just being clear that I that's not I, what happened. I have never exaggerated ever in <laughs> any of you my drop a hat and
0: of
2: <laughs> a <and it> fucking
1: <laughs> It did it ex, started a forest ex, fire and in all all died. That.
2: inferno of
1: doom <laughs> oh, All right shit. let me, can I can I reread this I'm no, sorry can no, I please reread? No the <laughs> cap erupted like a very small <laughs> pint sized Molotov cocktail you know like the, the tasting versions you get at the liquor oh stores. yeah no. this, yeah like a weensy molotov cocktail a shot mildly irritating hey, to all, right. Right. <laughs> all right
0: jesus
2: for
1: hours this seemingly endless cycle continued the metal man would continue to belch toxic clouds of knockout gas while a retching and semi-conscious Don ripped apart his jacket and camouflage suit in order to rain the flaming scraps of fabric down on the heads of his would-be extraterrestrial assailants. Wow. So that's I think all that's he's happening. just ripping his it's, clothes off, rubbing it on his head and dropping <laughs> fire? Exactly. Puke smoke, like pass out, wake up, rip off your clothes, set them on fire. I throw feel them. worse
2: for the people down there going, what the fuck is that guy <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: doing? <laughs> Like what is wrong with this guy?
2: We are trying
0: to help him we're out just, of this tree. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
2: And now he's naked. Everything's on fire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Isn't that really an encapsulation of the human race? Oh man! I think so, I, some yeah. benevolent species comes to help us out, and yeah. we're just naked in a tree, throwing fucking yeah, f- throwing our flaming clothes, yeah. passing oh. out, and fucking, and and we've already used all our weapons. Oh, that's great. Oh Lord! Holy shit! Intermittently, Don would pass out, only to reawaken to find himself still tra- strapped to the tree above the flame-eyed, vapor-spewing robot and the Silver Men, who were still apparently struggling to scale the trunk like some never-ending nightmare. So they are still trying to get they're up. They're still trying to get up there for whatever purpose. Like, like we were saying earlier, you would Man. think that if they have access to a fucking robot and a domed affair and weird flying light things, and that they can drop down from their sweet Star Wars bikes or whatever the fuck you're talking about that they could figure out a way to get one lonely weaponless dude with a handful of matches out of a tree but they apparently could not yeah maybe that they was a conundrum that they could not wrap their fucking bug-eyed out, heads around
0: out of all the things you are capable of this tree is stopping them in their tracks they are just uh, yeah th- fucking they, tree they, they, yeah exactly maybe height yeah, then maybe they don't have trees. Beaten by height. Go Beaten back to our height. planet. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> our invasion mm. has been a. Uh, it worked as bad. in what War of the Worlds. It was just like the fucking cold. common cold. Yeah, right. yeah,
0: cold. Yeah, and uh, don't forget uh, Tom Cruise and his handsomeness.
1: Well, yeah, those yeah, looks will scare any ball anyway. throwing yeah. skills. It's, it's all yeah, go. Tom Cruise. Finally, the queasy, freezing, and half naked hunter ran out of matches. It was bound to happen eventually. In sheer desperation Idiot. he threw his bow down at these bizarre <laughs> beings, then his canteen, and finally a pocket full of change, cuz fuck you, here's a nickel. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're out of this, <laughs> well, here's
3: the bow. Yep, here's yeah. the canteen.
1: couple patties following the change. Don was completely spent and bereft of any makeshift weapons, so he was or done clothes. at this point. He still had some clothes. He still had some clothes. I mean, I don't think he. Just, I don't think he burned it down to like his skivvies. Do He like just the waistband, but nothing else? I think he had some like beat, up, <laughs> he beat up, Levi's and maybe an old T-shirt. Make a
2: headband
0: out of a sleeve, and it's
1: like I ain't right, going now. <laughs> yeah, it's happening happening.
0: God damn it! This is my world. My, it's my country.
1: Nearly twelve hours had elapsed since Don first noticed the white light. Holy shit! Which he believed heralded his, heralded his imminent rescue, and he had not one ounce of fight left in his exhausted, sickly body. But as they say, it is always darkest before the dawn, and just when it seemed as if all were lost, the first purple-orange streaks of the sunrise crested the eastern horizon. But rather than offering relief, the sunlight simply revealed a new danger. To his eternal horror, Don saw that two robots now stood facing each other at the base of the tree. Their metallic feet planted amongst the knotty roots while the silver men stood further back from the duo watching intently. So, man, the sun comes up. You're like, can this fucking horror show finally end? Where'd it come from? And there's another goddamn, wherever the first one came from, I assume. Yeah. Which is, who knows, the Domed Affair, some other contraption. Domed Affair. A fucking crazy mad scientist that was living Ted Kaczynski style in the woods that just wanted this fucking interloper out. And I would much prefer this to be an earthbound mad scientist building this shit than fucking aliens. Yeah, totally. But either way, there's two fucking robots now. All right. And that's just, you know, a bad scene. But here's where it gets a little more cinematic, which I fucking love. Too tired to do anything but gawk, the hunter watched as tendrils of arcing electricity shot between the robots' chests, creating a glowing mass from which a vaporous asphyxiating cloud swiftly rose. It's likely Don braced himself for the worst... And then his world went black. Man, he, they are just gassing him out of this tree. But it's weird. They're chest Side to chest. A, yeah. You get that fucking, again, that 80s optical effect like then Ghostbusters all of a sudden, lightning. Yeah. Shh, back and forth. Or like Big Trouble, in Little China. Yeah, totally. And then. And then all of a sudden that creates a new cloud. Yeah. Unlike the one that came from their mouths. And this one just knocks him the fuck wow. out. But not just for a minute, for 10 minutes. He's he he, black. All right. When Donald Shrum awoke in the tree, he had no idea how much time had passed. He knew that he was sick and cold and frightened, but as he turned his limp hanging body toward the ground, he also knew relief. They were gone. The silver men, the robots, the UFO, all gone. Suffering from shock and exposure, it took Don a little while to disengage himself from the tree that had likely saved his life and climb to the ground. Once earthbound, the hunter was startled to spy a swirling wisp of smoke, but was swift to deduce that it was just the remains of one of the fires he had started the night before and not an expulsion from a wayward robot. So that's kind of interesting. He gets down. The first thing he does when he sees a little whiff of smoke, is like, oh, fuck, the nightmare never ends. Yeah. It literally never. Oh, <laughs> it was no idea that. oh it's just my flannel. It continues. It's, just, it's my jacket. No oh, biggins. No. Don did his best to reorient himself then began to walk toward camp, but it wasn't long before he collapsed from sheer exhaustion. It was then when the deer hunter finally caught a break as he heard the distinct sound of one of his friends whistling. Don forced himself to his feet and within moments was reunited with his fellow hunter, Vincent Alvarez. Don, perhaps due to shock, told Vincent and their unnamed mutual friend about his harrowing night-long ordeal. Rather than laughing, Vincent admitted to having witnessed a large cigar-shaped UFO the night before, and what's more, he claimed that he saw a smaller UFO emerge from the larger one, heading in the direction where Don was last seen. Interesting. So we got some... We got a, little some yeah, a little bit of corroboration. a little bit. Not in the robots and the bug-eyed fucking hoot no, but... but he saw something. All yes. Right. Cool. Years later, when the story finally went public, Vincent signed a written affidavit as to seeing the bright craft. The bright crafts on the night in question. Although Don had a degree of corroboration regarding his experience, he and his cohort both realized that the government would frown upon employing defense contractors who saw UFOs or had bow and arrow battles with robots. I mean, it just makes sense. Mm. And so they decided that they had to put family first and not go public with their respective accounts. Despite his desire to remain unassociated with the incident, Don did feel that it was his duty as a patriot to inform the Air Force about of, about his encounter, in the interest of national security. Also, I read that it was his stepfather that kind of pushed him toward yeah. making an anonymous report. And plus, I think, I think Project Blue Book was still around at the time.
0: Man, people sixty four. And in
1: general, people didn't realize what their overriding agenda was, which of course was to debunk things. Right. You know, so they were legitimately thinking it could be the Reds. It could be. A genuine alien menace. Mm. We have to do what we have to do to protect America. Okay. The Air Force representatives, in a move that seemed well beyond the mere debunking that they were tasked with regarding UFOs, inexplicably claimed that Don had not encountered extraterrestrials but had been the victim of an insidious prank foisted on him by teenagers or, I shit you not, local Japanese people. That's What? That's the Air Force's 1964 explanation. The- oh, you. You thought it was robots and aliens. And flying saucers. It was, the local, Japanese it was community the local Japanese community coming together to terrorize this guy in a tree. Playing hell with him. Okay. That's oh. racist, um, ignorant, okay. racist, and I think racist. <laughs> I think that covers what that is. <laughs> the only way it's not so stupid. What the only the way fuck? it's not is is if the
0: local commun- Japanese community, was known to do this as a way of saying hello, which I don't think is how that
1: works. Well, first off, sure. if any culture is going to build sweet robots, it's going to be the Japanese culture. Well, it's true. It so true. that is one part where true. I can see a really a novice Air Force guy going. Well, I mean, it's a robot. It what type of research
0: space. do you have to do to conclude that it's Japanese people? Yeah.
1: And what and what are like Ugh. the hallmarks of it that make you go? Oh, You're like, oh wait, no. You know, my not, uncle was in World War II, yeah, and let me tell let me you t- what this that, smacks up. That's
0: of. Japanese people right there. That is not Hispanics. That is Japanese people. It's just ridiculous. There you go. Because clearly wow. it's the Irish. Yeah, those <laughs> dastardly, dastardly Irish. <laughs> we know it's not Italians because they're too busy eating pasta and getting diabetes. Oh my God! Oh. Just keep it
1: up. It's okay.
0: <laughs> well, Chris and I are Italian. I've got some in
1: me too. Oh, there come you go. on, huh? There it is. Eh, we, got. we gotta throw diabetes in there somehow. Always, always. Totally, it's not the Japanese. I'm gonna spoiler alert everybody. Okay, I'm I'm pretty confident anyway. I can't say with 100% surety. Again, if it was a group of mad scientists, some of Japanese origin, maybe maybe like in the Operation uh, Paperclip where they got like Werner von Braun and all the Nazi scientists to build uh, a. They got a couple Japanese scientists. Maybe we got some sweet Japanese scientists to work on the robot program, and it just went haywire. Yeah i don't know you gotta watch the budget Mm -mm. rob you really do watch the budget despite the ridiculousness of the air force assessment of the event don was terrified that due to his steadily declining health, he might have had a lethal exposure to radiation or some other toxic chemical contained in the automaton's potentially poisonous expulsions. Mm. While Don managed to survive the physical effects of his ordeal, his wife Judy confirmed that the emotional damage endured for decades and that her husband had suffered from severe anxiety ever since that hellish night in Cisco Grove. And this is what she went on to say. Immediately after his UFO encounter, my husband suffered severe emotional trauma of the kind that is been observed in other alien abduction cases and have since come to light that have since come to light, excuse me. For about a year and a half after the incident, my husband suffered horrible dreams, overwhelming anxiety, and dreadful fears that the same creatures he had encountered in the forest would come back for him again. That just fucking makes sense. I mean, Because there's one thing I always think when I read about these cases, it's like if you just narrowly miss something, and, and, mm. and if it's something extreme like Travis Walton's abduction or Donald Trump's potential abduction, mm-hmm. um, I, I always think to myself, no one really does the follow-up question do you live in constant? Every time you walk out, are you expecting this is when it happens again? I'm sure you do for and a long I would time. Think you would, yeah. To yeah. me, that's kind of a, a, even if you a hallmark of some e, uh, genuine events. Even to
0: bring a paranormal. Even if you like think you saw a ghost, wouldn't you just be fucking freaking out that you're going to see it again
1: all the time? Like aliens, not ghosts, a wall. Not if
2: you're not afraid of them.
0: Well, if, well, yeah, I mean, if
2: you're one of those, like, I love girls, well, or If you guys, saw, if you saw fans, like, some, Yeah, I get it. But if you're
1: just, alone in your house and, like, something floats across the room and you don't I know would never go in the if room it's again. malevolent or kind or just some random thing, yeah, you know, it's fucked. You're, you're always going to be sitting, every time you're in that room, going to be like, Are you freaking is, the this, fuck is this when something floats again? Dude, if there's a witch under the
0: bed, I told the kids we're selling the fucking house. Well,
1: of course, if there's a witch if under the under reverse, bed, you sell the if house. If the
0: reverse prayer of, of the Lord doesn't work, guess what? We're fucking done. We're out. Out. What, what if she's not doing anything though?
2: Ari
1: well, I it's bond. a witch under the bed, man. So uh, what? We're gone. What if
2: she does, it clearly can't affect anything? It's okay. I just well. want right, I just but listen, make money listen. On the even sale, even
1: if no. it was like a sweet, you know, white witch Wiccan who no. only had noble no. intentions, if if it's under your kid's bed, no. it's still a problem. Yeah. Why? We're gone. You might have. We're to out. Just, maybe selling the house is a little extreme in that case. Just but if it's a heinous, horrible medieval monster witch. After what he's got to fucking move.
0: After what this guy went through, the way, I could definitely see anxiety playing a huge part in his daily uh, emotional roller coaster. Because my God, that's got
1: to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'll just finish with what his All wife right. said, and we'll wrap this up. His wife, uh, I believe Judy was her name, went on to say he was haunted by the sounds and sights that he experienced during his encounter, and the slightest trigger brought back a flood of anxiety. The strange humanoid beings had horrible dark orbs for eyes that stared menacingly at Don. Those dark, terrible eyes were burned into my husband's memory for a long time afterward. Nobody should ever have to see the person they love undergo such gut, gut-wrenching anxiety as Don did for nearly two years after this encounter. Wow. So, clearly family turmoil. Yeah. His wife stayed with him after all that, and God bless her. Because, yeah. But but this didn't come out for a while either. Like, this report was definitely released Uh, anonymously Mm -hmm. long before his name got associated with it. And then eventually a book got published decades later. So he did not try to capitalize on this early on. It was not something he tried to monetize. He was more worried about his job, his career, his sweet suburban Sacramento home, his fucking family. He eventually had a son. I remember reading a quote somewhere where a son was like, "You know, other people get abducted. My dad fought tooth and nail. They didn't take him. You know, just wow. Like, oh, this is what happens when, like you, when you're a only, man and you do man things. He fought so hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, it sounds like I'm making light of him. I can't help but no, to do No, he's, he's got but like uh, he's a son that's proud of his dad. It's like, well, yeah, they didn't get
0: my dad. No, it's, 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 it's like his Christ. own
1: D-Day with aliens. Like
0: he really like He is. held his guy. He held that goddamn beach. He I held mean, that fern. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, I think a real obviously the way to, I think to start to break this down is what Chris had mentioned earlier about this guy being dosed with acid. Now, <laughs> this really does have no, no. It's fucked up. Plenty yeah. of things in it that you could say. All right, this guy was he got just hit with acid, whether it was intentional. Whether he purposely took acid, you know, whatever, before he was hunting, which it seems like if you're going to go hunting, the last thing you want to do is experiment with hallucinogens because you're just asking to shoot one of your friends in
1: the fucking face. Yeah, it seems like a bad idea. Or you're asking to shoot a fucking robot from a tree. Moreover, I don't know a lot about, like, Don Trump's background. Right. But he True. was working for um, the military and, uh, you a, know, a missile, missile contractor, contractor, which right. is, it's you know, something that requires some clearance and... And probably he is a veteran, but he might not be. He's right. in his mid-20s, and, and, and he's a family man. He does not strike me as what the teenagers and early 20s and college kids would be doing, say, four years later in 68.
2: Right. Like
1: I'm not saying that, that well, there wasn't acid in 1964, and I'm not saying that the CIA didn't dose him without his knowledge. But what I've read about him, what little I've read about him, does not strike me as the kind of guy that is like, all right, dude. Yeah, we're going to be up. We're going to be in Cisco Grove. Tahoe's great this time of year. Yeah, maybe right. we'll get a deer, but we're going to trip our tits off and get drunk, and it's going to be great. I'm wondering, no, if maybe, maybe not.
2: If he's a weekend warrior type like those people are, I mean, like you, be, if yeah. you've got to be this straight laced for your shit, then on the weekends, you go fucking balls out. Yeah, dude. You are
0: fucking- With your bros. You are tripping acid. You are fucking- You are doing so much cocaine. So- well, The so cocaine? The cocaine. You're doing so much cocaine. <laughs> yeah, again, I don't, don't know what so the many, Coke uh, scene, the 64
1: I scene was like. The hookers,
0: So many hookers. I yeah. don't think
1: it was as prevalent at the time. Probably not. No, It's a possibility. What, Listen, he he could have been well fucked up, what I was certainly thinking, drunk,
0: but... My angle was that if he's a missile defense contractor, he works for the government, and the government did have the CIA acid experiments like Wormwood and shit like that... Um, Maybe he was just he just happened to get tapped to be a part of it, and you know they were just like, hey. So let's- you're
1: saying like his two buddies weren't really work buddies; they were plants. No, 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 no. maybe... Taking him out in the woods just well, to well, see his, what this, his, this well, works. his
0: one buddy did see the ship, but maybe he just got caught up in something in one of these programs where they're like just randomly select people that are government employees
1: so that we can deal with this. We're going to dose some with some master, We're just going to see what happens. The government did do that. I'm not saying they didn't. And I'm absolutely not saying that I think that's the... That, that's not like the Occam's razor of this. Like, I don't think right, that's the right. closest no, thing just, to truth. This is just a theory. But I will say this. If you could come up with a chemical cocktail that could make your enemy, be it communist at the time or whatever the fuck it might be at any period, and make them feel like they're undergoing an unholy night-long assault by fucking robots and bug-eyed terror beasts then you've won that war. Totally, yeah. I don't necessarily believe that's what happened, the government, but if you have done that, good on you, I guess, as terrible as that there is. There was already things in
0: mm. play just a few years ago where they were trying to come up with chemical compounds to like affect enemy soldiers to make them oh, all, you they're always you know, doing whatever. that. Of so, course they're working so on that. So that's a possibility, and I think that we could definitely leave the door open to that because the thing, too, is what's, uh, the sheer like veracity of of this attack... And just the the anxiety afterwards is kind of hallmark almost to like having a real real fucking shitty time with acid or any hallucination. Or by the way, matter. it's
1: the hallmark of having post traumatic stress yeah, syndrome because you've endured no. a legitimately terrifying ordeal. That's the problem. Whether you believe it or you legitimately right, experienced right. it, you would still have the same. Basic level of PTSD Yeah, Because believing is real I'm
0: just saying that because I may have given myself Like a four day panic attack one time When I was a teenager and experimented with some LDS and then next thing you know, I'm just like nothing's ever going to be normal <laughs> because I can't control my, Little I can't control anything. So I do. Yeah. Well. Yeah,
1: no, I think we've all. All been right, there. so
0: you know what? Let's let's just say let's let's keep that open. Let's keep the that he got dosed by the government because he was a contractor and they dosed their own because then that way they can, can get everything under wraps and control them and then they they do more experiments on. No, I don't think US I would incidents. want to dose the people. That or he just dosed by himself or and or whatever he these he things by were, himself. we're just yeah.
2: really
1: yeah. trying to get them down, or fucking like yeah.
0: I mean, very well, he could have just trip balled. All right, so got into the tree, and then table they're that. like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, guys throwing fire at us. We're fucking. We're out of here." So, if not, it sounds like this is a really weird abduction scenario, attempted, an
1: attempted abduction. Yeah, scenario. worst attempt ever. Because that's the fucking Doesn't, problem. Yeah, it really it, is. You really have to start thinking of agenda. Let's 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 assume that there was really objects in the fucking sky strange inhuman bug-eyed creatures and a fucking robot right two robots eventually but one to start with regardless of their origin if their intention was to put this guy at ease that's an epic fail yeah. if their intention was to get this guy under their ship to do some fucking biological experiments as aliens seem want to do that's also a super fucking yeah. fail on their part did not work so either they really suck at being aliens yeah or that wasn't their intention yeah, that's what it, it... It
0: seems like if they were going to abduct somebody that they already have a protocol in place that doesn't involve trying to do slapsticky, let's get up a tree, hold on, let's call a robot with his gas weapon yeah. to knock this guy out. Yeah. Or you know what? I the, the weird twist there is that the slapsticky comedy and the robot, that's actually how they do it. Yeah. That could really be the twist. It's just like, oh, you, we, that we, we assume that, they, that they, because they're extraterrestrials or interdimensional things, they have all this technology, but when... Actually, in all reality, they're just like us. It's it's me and Chris trying to get up a tree and being like, Rob, come on, get over here.
1: Yeah, and I'm just burping. And gas you're
0: just at burping, them. Yeah, you're just burping sulfur. Why him? So. and why
2: were they there? Look, like, why can they find somebody
0: on the ground? Interestingly enough, this happened in, in <laughs> I just feel it like was <laughs> it, it was Cisco Grove, right in a national state park. Yes, right? Tahoe. Have you ever seen the 411, which is the it's the the missing people in national parks? Around? I haven't watched that documentary. <laughs> it's, no. it's interesting, and there is a slew of people that go missing every year in in national parks, and none of them are ever really solved. But
1: is that, is that a case disappear. of national parks just happen to be isolated? areas where people go on purpose,
0: fall into places and not get found. We don't have enough time to get into the actual 411, but check it out. It's interesting because there is actually a couple things they bring up where they're like, well, maybe this is something a little bit more than we think that it is. Paranormal, insidious, extraterrestrial. Basically. Yeah, because maybe we'll cover that sometime. we, We should definitely check it out. But if for some reason these aliens are specifically targeting these areas to abduct people from, then it would make sense that this guy just happened to be out there and these things just come and it's almost like, almost like a hunter. They just go around their normal area to go check for people and the next thing you know, they're like, oh, wait, we got this guy. Sure,
2: but if they do this all the time, then right. either they're, they never came across a tree before in a state park to get somebody mm-hmm. down or this is their very first attempt in a state park on earth to try this. That's true. Because if it's you're going to do this in a state parks and you're not ready to get someone down from a tree... You need to go back to abduction school on your planet.
1: It's Yeah. No, you do. And I mean, who's to say that this isn't, like, a first time out? Yeah, like, so saying, this like, it this could be the, a first time this out, This the kids, yeah. the apprentice, like, yeah. all right. It's just a lonely yeah. hunter. It's mean, just kept, human. Go get as him. As you
2: as got a robot. As he kept drawing
0: that bow, they kept running. But so. and that,
2: right, and well, unless they're from a two-dimensional planet where they don't have height as a dimension. <laughs>
0: I feel that. like they should have been ready. See, <laughs> Chris enjoys my interdimensional theories, and he works with me on this by saying I'm that sh- they're from a two-dimensional world. Thank you, Chris. i saying
1: if they were.
0: But I mean, you know what? You made the attempt to bring it up and to make me feel welcome. Thank you. like yeah. someone else I know. I
1: think we have to, you know... His name rhymes with... We Crab. Be, Jesus Christ <laughs> Almighty. <laughs> Let's be honest with ourselves and not let the Japanese off the hook so easily. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. I, I, think, Japanese, like that think, uh, yeah. I think we can't ignore the uh, the 900 pound Japanese gorilla in the room. Maybe. Their awesome tech, their burning desire to capture sweetly mustachioed Americans. Yeah. And uh, their, their love of extravagant costumes. Or, you know,
0: possibly he was dosed. He was, he freaked himself out, got into the tree. A lovely group of local Japanese people were just kind of out in the woods walking around, like, oh, hey, what's this guy up to? Mm -hmm. Hello, sir, how are you? Oh, why are you hitting, hitting, trying to get this with arrows and throwing down your, your Molotov cocktail hat? Well, in
1: all fairness, if he was dosed, it could have been literally like, you know, Hilda and Dave from fucking, you know, Ohio with their cooler, and it looks like two aliens and a robot. Yeah, I
2: don't think it would have mattered.
0: But maybe they said that it was Japanese people because the family of Japanese people were like, oh, hey, by the way, a naked white dude in a tree was throwing fire at us and (laughs) and had his fucking arrows and was trying to hit our kids,
2: so. Or maybe he wasn't even dosed. Maybe he just, his anxiety was kind of, maybe he he was an anxious dude to begin with and just, right. he saw something and he kind of just kind of snapped. And it's at the fucking night, so... People in those suits could be people in, in hazmat suits and that or kind of thing, right? Could be
0: forest rangers. Things that
2: look like robots that are mechanical with glowing eyes. Sounds like it could be a machine with gas. I don't
0: know what the fuck the machine could be. Could be like a, however almost like a John Deere. If you look at a John Deere from the front, you got the gas coming out of it, plus you got the lights. Could be
1: you- you're saying the headlights in a basic tractor can be mistaken for a bipedal robot with if, an unhinging if you're, mouth.
0: If you're under severe stress and anxiety, <laughs> I don't know what yes. level of
1: stress you would have to be under. Well, Here, if you're naked problem.
0: in a tree with a belt, quite a bit.
1: I, I'm, all, I'm with Chris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, I'm with Chris in that uh, if, if it was like from a super distance, he saw two guys in like hazmat suits, like the, you know, like the way they used to when they're same when they accidentally poison a whole fucking flock of sheep or something and they send the government agents out in a close encounter style to inspect it. I could see a weird contraption and two guys in gas masks and hazmat suits um, being mistaken. But a 12-hour non-stop odyssey of horror where, first off, the two human beings, granted, it's hard to climb in hazmat suits but can't manage to get up the tree but they don't just bother to talk to this guy where he actually thinks that there's a robot there. I mean... If it's a lie, it's just a fucking lie. Though, then it makes no, it even stranger well, that his friend saw a UFO. I don't think he's
2: lying. I, I, think, don't, I don't think so. I no. think he went through something that he thought that that's what this was. He clearly experienced. No, but same. it's got to be something
1: intense, though, because twelve fucking hours, or even if it's yeah, eight hours,
2: it's man. still a long time. It could be, but there is there is a little inconsistency there because he does pass out a few times. Yes, he does. And at the, at, sure. at the, the one time when he wakes up and they're gone, he, he had said he had no idea how long time, much time went by. So if you pass out the first time, how do you know how much time went by?
0: Oh, so you're saying it could actually only be not to a twelve hours. I mean, if you pass
2: out for four hours, it seems like right, you, ju- you just don't know. Yeah, and am I true. saying th- like, I'm saying they're still there, but you don't know what they did within that that time. True. Right. So what you true. may have experienced only been might have been two, but yes, it did last
0: right that long. So there might be some inconsistencies there with, with, with time, even though his friends must have known that he was gone for that long. Well, yeah. But they didn't go try to find him. Well, there's a. Yeah, well, well, I don't know. They must know, right? I, well, they, they, fought, they didn't know where he to get, look. He
2: get down and he found his campfire. Thought it
0: was getting attacked again, <laughs> and then they just wander back. Like, oh hey, yeah, found yeah, you, which is weird. Or you think that? I mean, missing for that long, wouldn't they like contact the authorities?
1: For twelve hours, unless it is literally the know. fucking meanest practical joke ever, all and by they, his friends, and they're like, "We know these woods. Let's fucking Don them. doesn't. No, yeah. goddamn it, leave the ass at home for one second. Oh no, I'm not leaving. Just, the home. just yeah, fucking. They've got fucking crazy the alien ass and- suits." They got a buddy dressed in fucking baking pans and fucking, like, little flashlights as a robot. So when he gets hit in the chest twice, he's going, holy fuck, he could have killed me. It's like, nah, just Dennett, it. You're fine. God, yeah. And yeah. they're Robbie just terrifying me. this fucking guy as he's burning his entire wardrobe until they finally get bored, walk away, and then right. come back and find okay, him. Okay, so you know yeah? what? They we had, we had two had...
2: tractors, two Tesla's coils yeah, uh, for the second robot. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they turn the Tesla right. coils. So I we, forgot about yeah, that yeah, part. Yeah. So we
0: have failed <laughs> alien abduction. We have tripping, super failed. We have tripping balls, and we have something in between. Joke. <laughs> Which I mean, honestly, all of this sounds kind of fun. The horrible Japanese. The ho- that's right. Don't forget the Japanese. Wouldn't that be considered? Well, no, I guess it would be. I would, feel like
2: even think. if you if you're that anxious, I feel like your mind your mind can trick you into seeing dumb shit.
1: Probably. I here's, feel. here's another Without theory that's it, been proposed. Acid yourself to that goes kind of along, I guess it sort of swims parallel with ultra-terrestrial, and that is that the overriding agenda of any number of these creatures, be them aliens, Bigfoot, whatever, is that they are a species of sort that can assume maybe different shapes and literally feed on human fear. Like, just love it. Like, the whole point is to terrify you. It's not to get you out of that fucking tree. It's not to run a test on you. Like, all the shit they do, the only purpose is... Are you afraid? And if you are afraid, then it's like a big sweet fucking you know quarter pounder like Vril with fries. energy, right? Well, I don't know if it's specifically vrill energy. I mean, that's a very specific kind. But a, like that's a, like some reptilian sort of shit. psychic, yeah, that's what, vampiric thing where terror is what satiates
0: their. Yeah, that's appetite. apparently what some say the reptilians feed off of. If that were the case, anxiety
1: and our terror. That would explain because it's very difficult. Now, I'm not saying I necessarily believe that either. Man. But I don't, it's too elaborate to be a Mm. hoax. I don't think he was dosed. If they're aliens, then what the fuck, man? You can't get too much stellar shit the, down and can't figure I, out yeah, a tree. I know, I know are you did. Is put the weird. reptile on the table? It is not. Re- no, I do not oh, limit it to reptilian. I, I can't To close. me, this is a broader spectrum. <laughs> you tried. I tried. Ultra terrestrial thing. Okay. I don't. I mean, they might have been reptilian under the suits. I don't fucking know. But yeah. I'm not. Well, that's still a reptile it. on the table. I'm. It's near the edge of the table. It's teetering. All right. It's just, Hold on. Let me push it up here a little Jesus bit. Jesus Christ. You. Let You're a fucking reptile. Let me get
0: my best Dave Icke on here and push uh, this towards you. God bless yeah, you. Yeah, Rob. Oh, dude. Yeah, The Cliff elite. Anger. They're coming for you. The
1: elite. It's robots, and that always makes me happy. I do love robots. Why are there too. robots? Did they build I the robots? Don't are know. the robots a separate thing? I mean, we assume they're at the bed. If you call did, the what are they well, good for? I mean, they're good for
2: nothing. Like it, with, they're good for showing you that they can emit some electricity and just right. smoke comes out of them. And
1: what kind of fucking culture can't invent a knockout? We've like the most primitive, you know, never seen another, you know, civilization in the world, uh, group of people, tribes like in the deepest jungles of Papua New Guinea have figured out ways to knock out other human beings. Yeah. So didn't, if you're a fucking ostensibly um, technologically advanced species and you can't fucking with a with a goddamn robot did. use a f- make a knockout gas that works. I mean, he falls asleep for minutes at a time apparently, right, right. but Jesus Christ. I feel like that's because of
2: the, his own fault.
1: Didn't one of
0: those tribes just 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 kill someone with with arrows, right? I don't know. They did no. no there was a, th- a thing in the news. People gotta Current, be careful. Yeah, Can't don't go fucking around in other people's go, backyards. Don't go. Uh, don't go proselytizing towards. Uh, oh, it was, towards it was a missionary, wasn't that, it? Yeah, that don't yeah. want to be proselytized to because you will get filled with fucking arrows yeah. very quickly. Don't fuck with the old guys. Okay, so well, let's let's close this out. We're gonna go over our own thoughts here. Okay, so we got failed abduction, we got tripping balls, we got prank, or we got robs. ultra uh, terrestrial feeding off of fear. Diabetes. Uh, diabetes, Chris, are we going to say anything? Could could I seriously just mentally snapped for okay, that and, little bit of time. And, and mental and it, instability. Okay, I'm going with failed abduction. I want to go with Rob's virile energy thing, but I don't have enough evidence for that. Like most things we don't have enough evidence for. I'm going with 26. failed abduction. Robert, oh, what do you
1: think? It's a hard one. As fascinated as I am by this case, and I totally am, as much as I think he is legit um, in terms of believes what he Experienced. I think he definitely experienced something. And I think he communicated that to his loved ones and friends and, and was very careful about trying to protect himself and his livelihood. And I don't think you fake, unless his wife was in cahoots for whatever reason for all these years, but I don't think you fake years of serious anxiety issues right. with your loved ones for no other reason. than I feel like I've got to have a good story because I got lost in the woods. Mm-hmm. So I do sure. believe he really f- experienced something now is it human beings and that were working for a, a government facility that might be hidden like you know a lot of people say are in national parks underground facilities that have like those super trains that go back and forth like yeah. under the fucking Colorado airport to you know Groom Lake to wherever mm-hmm. else and that maybe he crossed a line and they were using their technology to try to intimidate him and get him down and just sucking at it
2: yeah yeah or
1: extraterrestrials or interdimensionals that just were either playing hell because it doesn't seem like they were seriously. No, I know. That's what I mean. Eager to get him down. I no, feel like there were efforts
0: could have been made, better ones. <laughs> yeah, unless Simmingly. you know what though, kind of like how we have government workers, and I am one a government worker. You know, we kind of half it. So maybe in the alien, uh, you know, hierarchy of people, maybe they have lower aliens that kind of like government workers half it. Like maybe if you do it's, a full-on it's abduction, a thing.
1: it's paperwork. Yeah, and he's like Gleezob... I'm just not down it's with like, it, man. I let's, ain't doing this. Let, shit today. Let's just let's put in a good effort. Let's talk some shit. We'll say yeah, we try. We'll, we'll get try our try time to free. We're gonna yeah. bring
0: out two robots. They're gonna use the smoke. We're gonna run away. We got plenty of time. Look, we we're we're gonna be out of here before you know it.
1: Don't even worry. So about let's it. just do this. Like and then, twelve hours to boom. them is nothing. So the you know, whole they live the, like three thousand years. They don't yeah. give a fuck. The whole bureaucracy of.
0: I Go- could you know, Lazy Aliens continues. makes more sense to me <laughs> than anything okay. else. Good,
1: oh, Christopher. Man. What do you think? With their shitty, awesome it, 1950s robots. Yeah, yeah,
2: it could be. I think it's somewhere in between. What do you think? I don't think he's lying. I okay. think he saw some shit. All I just right. don't know if it was Lazy Aliens or just some more.
1: But lending it, <laughs> lending it to all, like, what? ultra-terrestrial territory, right. it seems like they're taking vintage robot images from the human's head. There's mm-hmm. no reason why. Uh, you know, a piece of technology from an alien culture would look anything like, you know, the cover of Astonishing Tales, 1948. Right. They, There's no reason. They would need our point of reference for that. Absolutely. Not, not theirs. Yeah. Okay. Which All smacks right. of All right. another kind of thing playing hell with us psychically. Okay. Whether it's to fucking feed off our fear or just implanting thoughts in All our right. head.
0: So for once, I'm going... I'm going uh, extraterrestrial, and you're going extra psychological? It's hard to maybe? tell. Yeah, like
2: okay, well, I like the it.
1: Casablanca entities. Right. That, that that thing with like the weird four-armed fuck face and the oh, floating yeah. people yeah. and the okay. Terminator and all the aliens. It was such a clusterfuck that you're like, what is your point? And yes. why are you only doing this to kids? And what the hell is going on? It almost doesn't make any sense other than some grand sociological or psychological experiment right. and in a much more limited way it seems like the shrum case is more that than an actual scientific expedition yeah. by others totally. be them be the alien or whatever to come here and and check the biology of earth yeah
0: all right cool All right, well, there you have it. That is our take on the Cisco Grove entities. As always, the social medias, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebook. Be sure to follow us there. Be sure to leave some ratings and reviews for us in the iTunes Apple Podcast app. Stick around because we have some ratings, some reviews, and we got some other podcast promos, guys. Boom. Wow. Wow. Closing thoughts. Wow.
2: Anything? Don't. Keep your clothes on. Yep. Yep. Don't burn your
1: wardrobe when it's a very cold night. There it is. He could have died of hypothermia. He could have just slept through it.
2: And then woke up and they would have been gone. So save your arrows. Save your clothes. There you go. Save your arrows. Save your arrows.
1: Save your your clothes. Can you imagine, though, had he died of fucking exposure in the tree and he's found half naked, belted to a tree with little residues of his clothes on fire on the ground? People would say, what the fuck? Yeah. It, that would be even a bigger mystery it would as be. bizarre and awesome as aliens and robots are and UFOs if if we heard of a guy that died in yeah. a tree after burning up his clothes yeah. people would be like the fuck happened
0: like, 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 like that dude in um, Tremors they, you know, they find him on top of the pole oh
1: yeah yeah he well, died a hydration
0: he did did he even try to get his arrows back oh, oh. he didn't I don't think did he did we talk about that Bo? I mean I, maybe yeah, he grabbed maybe. his gear oh. I mean he still had his backpack Chris on by all Chris found Ooh, also to be sure to uh, Check uh, out our f- Public shop Be sure to check out Our Big Cartel shop Those two uh, They are separate shops T yep. Public is They are print on demand We are part of that Ecosystem And then the Big Cartel Is the things that we sell So check those out And Talking to you soon Bye
1: yeah, Fucking Look fucks. for the arrows Look for the arrows Look for them Fuck National Parks man <laughs> Yeah They are dangerous and scary Check out the 411 It's pretty interesting Stick around for reviews Bye Oh
0: my god Bye <laughs> Bye <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> Hey, thanks for sticking around for the ratings and reviews, and let's get started with, uh, this is coming from our iTunes and our Apple Podcast apps, Hours of Entertainment. Hours and Hours? A five-star review from Love Franz. What can I say that other listeners haven't already said? This podcast instantly had me hooked from the first episode and continuously makes me laugh to and from work every day. The Grampus episode definitely had me laughing the hardest, but it's tough to pick a favorite. I'm honestly sad I'm almost completely caught up uh, because I have to wait for more episodes. Keep up the amazing work, and remember, hell or space. Yeah. Yeah. Dupidly. And that, those T-shirts are available, and that's going to be a series of T-shirts that I'm going to continue to work on, uh, hopefully while um, not getting us sued by Black Sabbath. So, Robert, Yeah. what do we got? Oh, what do we... What I have is a review from Kayla Cup. Hey, what's going on? Actually, I'm sending
1: out her. i um, sending her a package tomorrow. So yeah, cool. Sweet. What up, Kayla? Newbie to the Kryptonaut podcast and can't get enough of the humor, host interactions, and of course the cryptid slash information stories. Said that wrong and, of course, the cryptid information slash stories. All right. I've now listened to all of the episodes and consider it a mandatory weekly routine. Thank you, Kayla. Oh, Excellent. Thank you, Kayla. That's dope.
0: All right, uh, continuing on, we got a great podcast, five stars, from Sam is Sisyphus. Sam is Sisyphus. Okay, yeah, Sam is Sisyphus. That works. This podcast was recommended to me by friends in the Secret Order of Alchemical Actors, of the Occult Confessional Podcast. Oh, cool. Actually, I I know who that is. All right, cool. Uh, And boy, am I happy they told me about this podcast. Everything from the soundtrack to the script is done wonderfully. The discussion is easy to follow and our hosts are incredibly organic and one of a kind, making the listen uh, the most enjoyable. The coolest thing is that you can tell how much they are enjoying themselves. You can audibly hear the smiles they have on their faces. Having never been into cryptozoology ever, this podcast has opened me up to the study and given me fun and interesting cryptids to learn f- to look further into. I cannot recommend this
1: podcast enough. Well, damn! I like the word organic. I was about to say the one thing I've always strove for, never thought I'd achieve organic Exactly. We uh yeah you know, it's nice to see yeah. that
0: people can can uh can hear our friendship. I know. Not yeah. our
1: silicon based friendship. You have to do that It <laughs> wasn't bad actually. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, that's funny. Thank you very
1: much, Sam and Sisyphus. Very much appreciated. And I have a review from Jordan Tabbert. I highly recommend this podcast. There is great chemistry between the hosts, and many obscure and fun cryptid slash paranormal slash extraterrestrial event events. Excuse me, are discussed. In fact, it's yeah. true. Yeah, it we is. Do, yes, like well, we don't. Re- we're not heavy on paranormal, though we love it. And there's probably there's we're bound to be there. more. We're The thing there. is, we follow our hearts. Our hearts usually take us to monsters and aliens. But that having been said. There's going to be some weird shit in the very near future. And by the way, thank you, Jordan. I want to not yeah, forget right. that. That was a fine review. But we've got some weird mysteries that don't necessarily fit into our typical purview coming up. So a yeah. little hint, All right. little foreshadowing.
0: Okay, this is the last one for the evening coming from Apple iTunes and the Apple uh, Podcast apps. One at a time, please.
1: Oh, that sounds like scolding. Three oh, no. stars. Of course. From
0: Behemoth77. Before I get started, I just want to say I hope that Behemoth is in reference the to band? The, the band because that <laughs> would be dope and I'm all about that. Horns well, up to what you, What about good, the sir? biblical landbound monster? Would be so mm. much better if you wouldn't talk over what each other. What do you mean, other- Mark? Ha <laughs> ha! Or try to talk I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever it is you're doing is making it harder to listen to.
2: I didn't hear what you said because I was talking. (laughs) Can you say that again?
0: (laughs) would be so better if you wouldn't talk (laughs) over each other and try to talk first. Oh, good luck with that. Whatever it is you're doing is making it harder to listen
1: to. In all fairness to Behemoth, 77, a legitimate gripe. We got it once before, and I'm sure many people have been sitting on it not wanting to come forward with that problem. Well, I mean, we, is, we however, are always working on it. God damn it. I was talking just that's then, why Mark. I, that's why I did that. Duh. It is our dynamic. Our enthusiasm is as such that we can't <laughs> shut the fuck up. So please think of no, us more as shut the fuck up, <laughs> <to you>. small <laughs> children. Which it is it's true. Talk. See,
2: you're doing it right now. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Chris and I can't talk, and the you over. Why don't you guys just fucking show the respect
0: to the authority
1: Get out. get out. Get out. Again! Get out! Cut
0: over! Cut over! End the story. Uh, your neighbors are going to think that we're getting into like a domestic well, or well, something. Well, you're screaming. I know I was.
1: But really, in all fairness, it's a pre- it's a pretty good critique. <laughs> Behemoth, a fine critique, an accurate <laughs> critique. But one I don't think we can fix. I don't think it's even in us to it.
0: No.
2: No, I mean,
1: we we just we're not good at that we do try
0: to catch ourselves quite a bit and we actually in the editing we do make adjustments so that because sometimes it happens honestly yeah. the culprit the biggest culprit in this whole talking over each other thing is beer
1: that's what does it to us oh is, yeah but i can't beer. not drink and yeah. talk about monsters yeah no it's just part of it sure when there's whiskey there's definitely more overlap
3: yeah, it, the whi- because
1: then it becomes a sure. fun drunken conversation yeah. that you forget it's being yeah, recorded yeah. the and whiskey so actually if it
0: was the whiskey then that isn't it, does that mean that we get to blame Addie about for that I think we can just blame well, all okay. for, for, <laughs> for a week or two
1: was her fault yeah for a week or yeah, two, I two definitely god bless yeah. it that whiskey didn't last as long yeah, as it ought
0: no, no I kept this kept messaging like yeah Addie thanks that whiskey's working real Prodigious wonders on appetites
1: yes yeah, so there you but have thank it. thank you, and you know what? We will actually try, and yeah, we do try, and the more sober we are, the more successful we and are. And
0: don't think for, and for for any reason, any critiques like that we get, we will always read them, and they are all valid, and we respect the oh, fact that you're leaving absolutely. a review. I mean, you know, it, it, it is what it is.
1: We are working on that, I but mean, Behemoth, thank you. But Behemoth couldn't have been four stars. I mean, was it really two stars off? Is it that bad? You could have left a
0: five-star and been like, hey, guys, I'm talking to each other. Love the pod, hey. But you don't have to. I don't know. Maybe
1: maybe he doesn't love it, though. Maybe no. he Maybe That's he true. doesn't That's love okay. it on top of the fact that he's further annoyed that we can't yeah, speak. Maybe
2: through he gave us 3 was good, maybe he was going to be 1.
0: That's true. I mean actually 3 out of 5 is not bad. Yeah, but I still feel like my feelings are hurt. Why? I'm just joking. I was going to say, I hope not. Jesus fucking Christ. I can't have a therapy session tonight. I need to go home and play Skyrim. There's new Creation Club content, Robert.
1: You've known me for so long, and my super (laughs) sensitive heart (laughs) always needs coddling. You've been emotionless for years. I love it. Damn sure I've been hardened for fucking eons. Okay, Robert, what's the last review that we got coming from the Uh, old Facebooks? Let me dig this up. I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. Probably slightly less hurtful than Behemoth. Just kidding. Well, I mean,
0: I'm assuming that if he's naming himself after the band, then we are all brothers in metal, and Again, therefore all. It is could be the
1: Book of Revelations. Why are we always jumping to metal? This might just be simple end times. The Leviathan of the sea, the Behemoth of the land. It's probably not, though. If or it might be that movie by um, what's his nuts there? Eugene. Uh, Let's just say O'Neil. this. No, if, that's the playwright. If it is the band, Eugene all, Laurie.
0: That's who it is. Stop talking over me. Stop talking over me. If it is the band, <laughs> yeah, all is forgiven.
1: Okay, that's fair. Hail Satan. Garrett Williams. Okay. Garrett Williams talks to us from Facebook. Okay. Was starting to get tired of paranormal podcasts. Ghosts, ghosts, and more ghosts. I Mm. get it, man. There's a lot of ghosts. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. Just more than you can shake a stick at. I get it, dude. There's fucking ghosts. We feel exactly the same way. I found these sweet dudes. What a great appellation. Through the Astonishing Legends podcast, shout out. Oh, man. Yes, shout out to Astonishing oh, Legends, absolutely. And guys? have been hooked ever since. Fun, oh. interesting, and overall does not take itself too seriously. Five out of five stars. And Thank you yeah. know what? We're not dissing anyone that's into ghosts. That's fine. Yeah. But, but goddamn, that obviously is not our go-to as a general rule. Ah man, there's a lot of uh, there's ghosts. So I mean, there's in a world full of demons, aliens... Fire pits that won't extinguish themselves. Yeah. lobes. Mm. Ghosts will have to always be on the back burner for me. Like, eventually, we'll get to some cool ghosts. But no, I know. Yeah. I mean, if it's a slimy ass sewer monster, I'm going there first.
0: Ghosts have always kind of been hard. I do enjoy ghost
1: stories, but it's always been kind of hard for me. So ghost but stories you know are actually we'll, really good we'll when it, you it's know? somebody you know and they're telling you some shit they went through. and Oh you're yeah, just like, yeah, totally. Ooh, yeah, that's totally. fucking creepy as fuck. Yeah. Totally. And then, but that becomes so generic when you're talking like, I went to a room. And the shawl shifted three inches to the left. When it's someone you know and it's a room you've been in, you're like, the fuck it did. When it's some random strangers, you're like, oh my God, you're talking about furniture moving. It's so boring. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, ghosts got to be doing some pretty fucking intense shit. So
1: much so that I'm going to begin to doubt they're ghosts and going to start thinking there's something a little more powerful. Could be. Diabolical, perhaps. All right, there you have it. That is the ratings and
0: reviews for this episode. Thank you all. Keep them coming. Whether you've got critiques or you've got praise, keep them coming. Oh, we, totes. We, we want to read them all, and we love hearing it all, and we like taking it all in. So thank you very much. Stick around. we got some podcast promos coming up from some really fucking awesome shows that were cool enough to run our promo for us. So uh, stick around for that, and we're talking to you soon. Absolutely.
2: See you later. Don't talk over me.
1: Notice Don't the, talk over me. God damn it. No. no. What? Shut up. No. <laughs> I don't want to be kicked out of your apartment. Oh it's too God. cozy and it, warm. It's and, so warm. and <laughs> I
2: know. All right,
1: oh, see. shit. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's
0: been a long week. God I can't stop it. drinking
1: while we pot. I can't I do it. I we'll have to drink, and that's going to make me sloppy and overlapping. I oh, love you guys. Goodbye. <sighs> Before he could get his bearings, the hunter suddenly heard a distinct thrashing sound. Shit. Oh, was the creator was it anthrax yeah. I was going to yeah. say it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was DRI
2: just waiting for the moment you we're beat me so to the shy. band though we're
0: so <laughs> shitty <laughs> it's the creator is it an anthrax is
1: it disruption
2: is oh,
0: it science oh my god if you say thrash the first oh, thrash thing I'm, I was going to say is yeah. anthrax that's and fair i I going to the create then DRI I, yeah. I
1: love I did not <laughs> see that coming <laughs> it was actually nuclear assault oh nuclear better. assault <laughs> everybody you're All welcome right. let's try this again okay. oh my fucking that Christ hot wet Christ all right. <sighs> Ecstatic at the prospect of being rescued, Don jumped up on the branch. He, he, uh, la, la, la. Just give me one second. <laughs> <laughs> <got> Don! <laughs> Don! Don. <laughs> <some> <laughs> <need> <laughs> Since
0: 1848,
3: monsters have run through Wisconsin unchecked. They have taken up residence in the vast forests, fields, and lakes within the state. They move around in the darkness and try to keep their presence hidden, but thankfully, that is coming to an end. The people no longer need to fear what they cannot see in the Badger State. And we owe this change to the Pine Barrens Institute. The Pine Barrens Institute was established to bring you all the information necessary to keep these monsters in check. It is our goal to research, document, and spread only the most truthful information on these once feared creatures. Rest assured, you will no longer need to fear swimming in a dark lake and wondering what kind of serpent is lurking just below your feet. You will no longer need to be afraid of walking into the dark woods and wondering what giant beast may call this cluster of trees home. You will not need to be afraid anymore. We are here to help. So if you feel your monster knowledge could use some updating, subscribe to the Pine Barrens Institute, Cryptids and Conversations. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and PineBarrensInstitute.com. Hello, all you curious creatures out there, I'm Amber A.
2: I'm Andrew McKay, and welcome Into the Portal, a place where we discuss all things lost, unexplained, and straight-up strange. Ancient lost history, cryptozoology, worldwide myths and legends are all things to expect when you
0: dive into the portal.
3: Like the time we covered the strange case of giant humanoid swimmers in Siberia's Lake Baikal, or the terrifying legend of the Braxton County monster who stalked the hills of West Virginia.
0: Oh, and don't forget about the enduring mystery of Egypt's lost underworld.
3: We dig it all, so join us every week for a brand new adventure into some of the world's lesser known unexplained phenomena, cryptic creatures, and historical mysteries.
0: You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And of course, at intotheportal.com, your gateway to the bizarre. So come join us.
3: The only question is, will you peer into the portal?